Hi there, James here with another edition of the Inspire Group podcast, where we catch up with leaders and learners from all around the world. And in this one, uh, a CEO from Malaysia, from Kuala Lumpur, uh, Bala Pumale is CEO of IPG Media Brands Malaysia. IPG, of course, huge multinational company headquartered out of New York. Um, what an interesting time to catch up with Bala, though, really, in looking at how digital and, and their work across branding and comms is changing you know, almost every day at the moment, uh, but more specifically how he's having to adapt as a leader and how they've pivoted in just 24 hours to become a virtual organization just for their teams, but also for their clients as well. And uh, just some nice stuff in there about the importance of family as well, something we need to remember at these times as well. So I hope that you enjoy it. Um, we were talking before that, you know, we're all incredibly busy and spending our time staring at screens at the moment. So we turned the video off for this chat, which I think is good for our eyes. Uh, and the first question I really wanted to ask you, the obvious question at this challenging time is, well, how are you? Hi, James. Uh, thanks for calling in. And um, I'm actually good. Thank you. Um, I think I'm uh, adjusting to the new normal better than I expected. Uh, not at all disrupted by working from home. In fact, I feel more productive and less interrupted. Uh, saved a lot of time commuting, more family time, more time to exercise, better home food. Things are a lot more balanced in a way. Uh, yeah. But in these challenging times uh, also mean that uh, we have to be more innovative and think of different solutions to protect our people, clients and our business. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and, and how you've responded as a leader and how the team are. And I suppose just for the, the benefit of our listeners, um, Tell me a little bit about, about you and what you do and, and, and what Media Brands does. Yeah, so I'm the CEO of uh, IPG Media Brands in Malaysia. We are a marketing communications group based out of uh, New York. Uh, so I manage the Malaysian office. We have about 450 people with us and uh, we work uh, across uh, 100, over 100 clients uh, in various sectors and services. My job uh, essentially is to work with my senior leadership team to ensure that they are well supported to fulfill our client uh, marketing services requirements, be it in media, in creative, in digital, out of home, uh, technology, analytics, and uh, we even have a team that uh, does consulting services. So quite a wide range of uh, different things that, uh, that, uh, that uh, clients require. And, and look, and I'm, I'm guessing as well, looking at how the world has changed and is still changing and, and is, you know, the, the work that you're involved in has had to pivot, I'm imagining, pretty quickly. But uh, there's plenty of opportunity there as well. I mean, how, how, has, how has media brands had to adjust just in the last few weeks? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, rapid change uh, seems to be the only constant in our field <laughs> across not just media brands, but across uh, all the other companies in this sector. Um, for us, I think uh, the company and our people are well structured to navigate through the adverse conditions. Uh, when the movement control order or MCO was made, uh, we had literally had 24 hours to organize everyone to work from home. It wasn't overly difficult as we had already been practicing uh, work from home even before that. Uh, um, but that was actually, you know, at that point, uh, made more out of flexibility. But of course, in the current situation, it's a necessity. Uh, so meetings amongst ourselves, uh, or with the clients, uh, largely uninterrupted and in fact quite productive due to tools like Microsoft Teams. Yeah. Uh, in fact, all 450 of us are connected by Teams. We continue to have our monthly town halls, which is now virtual yeah. uh, and in a way more effective as well. The attendance rate is much higher, close mm. to uh, 95%. Uh, mm. I also get a lot more dialogue with everyone as they have you know, questions and concerns. 
Uh, in the past, during the physical town halls, I'll be lucky to get two questions. Mm. Now I get about 50. Uh, wow. and, yeah, and I'm happy to deal with it because it means that we are, you know, we are engaging each other more effectively. Mm. Uh, in terms of focus, uh, the team's uh, well-being is our top priority as uh, without them, we can't fulfill our client needs, uh, <laughs> especially their mental health is very yeah. important as everyone reacts uh, and deals with the change differently. Uh, and we provide a lot of support in this area through various programs. Um, connectivity is also critical. Everyone has to have uh, broadband access. And I think in that in that uh, space, I think I think uh, there's been some big help from the telcos. We've been giving uh, daily uh, free data. Mm. Uh, I myself had a disaster as uh, <laughs> just about a week into the MCO, my router decided to die. Okay. <laughs> and the telco provider basically said they can't come to the house because you know they're not allowed to make any home visits. Uh, but fortunately, we you know we managed to dig out an old router which which my daughter and I then managed to set up. It was really one of those achievement unlocked moment for us. <laughs> and, and and look, I mean, just uh, just as an aside, because you've mentioned your daughter. I mean, I've, I've got two boys, and we've all been sort of balancing home and work and life. Uh, you know, you've said earlier that you actually quite enjoy it. H how's that been? How's it been fitting work around all the different things that have to happen in the home? Have you have you found that, brother? Actually, it's fine. Uh, so, so my daughters are, are fourteen and eighteen. So one is already going to college. Uh, so she's got you know her own you know her own uh, virtual classes going on. The younger one is also having her, her own classes uh, during the day. Mm. Uh, so we like my younger daughter and I sit on the dining table. That's our office, literally. <laughs> uh, and in a way, I guess she's a bit more stressed because you know I can hear what's going on and. Uh, and uh, sometimes her teachers will get in touch with me if they need to and stuff like that. And I'll make sure that she gets her stuff done. Uh, the elder one is quite independent. So, you know, we, we meet for, for, for our meals and uh, maybe yeah. in the evening as we play some games and stuff. But otherwise, you know, everyone is pretty, uh, they've got their own things that they need to do. And uh, there's no real, no real interruption in that sense. It's amazing, isn't it? It's, it? I was saying to my, my two boys the other day, this is a time that they'll tell their children about. You know, remember that yeah. time when we all had to stay home, and I and I think it's you know there are so it's easy to focus on some of the challenges, but there are some amazing uh, ways that we all get closer together as well, which I think is 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 great. So I mean, I guess it's a defining moment for us as as yeah. leaders as well. And I wanted to ask you, you know, this it might be this moment that you want to choose, but is there is there another is there any sort of defining moments or people in your journey so far that have really shaped you to be the leader you are now? Um, so I joined uh, my industry when I was 20 and in a, in a very in the most junior role in the in the organization and uh, I was fortunate to have worked uh, with very strong mentors in my foundation years and in a way they molded me to a large extent uh, and I've also been very fortunate to have always have uh, good bosses to work with uh, I rose through the ranks with working in various roles and that gave me a sort of a holistic understanding of our business Mm. Uh, my roles in the earlier years, however, were to ensure client satisfaction. You know, I didn't have to be concerned about our costs or profitability, etc. Um, after 15 years of doing that, uh, I decided to leave and become an entrepreneur. And that was a massive turning point for me. Mm. Uh, I realized that, you know, managing a business is very different from, you know, doing client servicing. And uh, unfortunately, that venture did not turn out as well as I had anticipated. Um, eventually, I did break even financially, but I realized how much I missed my old job and the advertising industry. 
Uh, I took a pay cut and joined the industry again within a year. Uh, but this time, my perspective had uh, changed dramatically. It wasn't about just about reaching uh, audiences, uh, which is what we do in the agency. Uh, I was more concerned about you know my clients' overall business challenges. I was concerned about my company's financial health. So the conversations started to change. And uh, within a year after that, my boss at that time felt that maybe I could lead one of our companies. And uh, that led me to get my first opportunity to be an MD of one of our smaller units in the organization. And I was fortunate to do well in that and subsequent roles. And uh, eventually that landed me in IPG Media Brands as group CEO. So as a leader, I believe yeah. integrity is important for me and everyone in the organization uh, because this then leads to trust from clients and partners. Uh, and listening to people and learning from anyone is important so that we don't miss opportunities. Um, you know, anyone can, can, can teach us new things. Um, and of course, I also believe in hiring the best talents and rewarding them well. We have to be client focused and, you know, that sort of uh, their success ensures ours. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, if you think about um, challenges at the moment, uh, you know, what, what, what would you say your, your biggest challenge is right now as a leader? Because, I mean, that's a great sort of description you've given of that rounded um, role of leader and, and what's obviously shaped you and you're still and, and lovely to hear that that importance of still learning but what would you say is your biggest challenge? I think there are three immediate challenges for us uh, at this point I think firstly how do we continue to be resilient in these trying mm. times mm. Uh, we've had to shift gears fast and adapt to the new environment and client needs uh, we are fortunate to have a slew of strong leaders within our company who know how to pivot as required uh, we are constantly in touch with, with each other to discuss and align on what is the best uh, action plan for our people, client and business. We are also very fortunate to get strong support from our regional and global teams and uh, their guidance and learnings uh, has helped us in many areas. Um, I think the second thing is, uh, you know, how do we get back to office? That seems now to be a hugely complicated task. <laughs> many protocols need to be observed. Uh, we are putting significant time into planning this with uh, employee safety being paramount. Uh, and getting back to office seems tougher than working from home 100% overnight. So we are putting in place uh, we are putting in place measures for monitoring, social distancing, learning from other organisations on best practices, so that we don't rush into anything. Uh, and uh, I, I do I foresee that you know we 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 will take a, a longer time to get back to the office, and we will take our time to ensure that you know we will smoothly uh, get back to the office. Another key challenge is uh, everyone's uh, emotional well-being. We understand how challenging this lockdown situation has been for our talents. Mm. Uh, some are working long days to meet client needs and ensure collaboration and quality of work does not slip. Uh, we have a program called Live Well, mm -hmm. where we cater to concerns by you know, offering uh, virtual counseling sessions uh, and providing uh, tools for emotional support through webinars, content pieces, catch-ups, etc. So quite a lot of things uh, that are going on to ensure that uh, uh, the team's, uh, you know, emotional needs are also well, well taken care of. Wow. Now that, I'm, and, you know, I'm so pleased that you've mentioned that because I think it's, it's something we've all had to really focus on, you know, uh, with our teams in the last few weeks, particularly. It's always been very important. I think, you know, uh, the, the, the secret to workplace well-being is, is thought of as being, you know, a role with great purpose, but also a role that has social connection. Um, but I guess, but I suppose it all starts with us as leaders as well. So I'm very curious to ask, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, how do you how do you ensure 
you know, some form of balance and, and well-being in your life as well as a leader? Um, I think, you know, I mean, again, I think as long as the, the communication is uh, ongoing uh, with everyone and uh, you, you, you ensure that, you know, they are, you are accessible to begin with, Mm. Uh, to everyone, I think that's really important. I think being uh, uh, transparent is really important. I think that's, for me again, right, going back to what I said earlier, integrity, trust and transparency are very key qualities in these trying times mm. because there are just so many uncertainties uh, and our teams are expecting honest answers and solutions. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, this is not the time to be sugarcoating things. I think if, if there are difficult things that need to be explained, uh, it needs to be explained in a proper way. Yes. Uh, we cannot be misleading anyone into thinking that everything is hunky-dory when it's <laughs> not, uh, when difficult decisions need to be made. Uh, but I think also important is that um, empowering our people to make the right decisions uh, is also key because, you know, they have their own unique challenges and commitments as well. Mm. And uh, I, think, I think it's important for me to instill that confidence in them that they can make certain decisions. Mm. Uh, you know, and the other thing is, you know, Unfortunately, the leader may also need to make hard decisions to ensure business, the business can survive through this rough time. So, so some of these things are difficult decisions that need to be made, but unfortunately, it will have to be made. And, and you know, listening to you describe that, Bala, and describe your journey so far, I mean, I, if you don't mind me saying, it sounds like you've you've picked up a lot and learned a lot along the way. You know, from mentors, from guides, from from the different from the from the venture that you had as an entrepreneur as well. Um, and I've got an interesting, you know, observation for you, really, which is, you know, we often talk at Inspire about the fact that we spend about 10,000 days of our lives at work, whether we're working at home under MCO or whether in the office. But I suppose if I could turn back the clock to, to day one for you as or day one as a leader, you know, what do you wish you'd known back then that you now know uh, now that you're so, a little bit older and wiser, if I can say so? Yeah. So, so I've now been in a leadership role as uh, MD or CEO across uh, three companies for about 13 years out of my 29 working years. Mm. Uh, if I can turn the clock back, I think um, I would have spent more time uh, understanding the different types of people that you know we, we need to work with and how could I have ensured everyone outperformed themselves. You know, mm. develop more empathy um, because you know again we all have uh, personal challenges. And uh, sometimes we just can't play the A game all the time. Mm. I think people need space and time to to deal with issues as well. Uh, and you know, I, I think that that's really important to because there are there are always you know very good talents who sometimes go through a rough patch, mm. and it's important to work with them to get them out of it, rather yeah. than you know uh, giving up hope easily. Oh, look at that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just going back to, uh, I, I think earlier on you were asking about, you know, how do I balance up uh, my well-being? <laughs> uh, so I just want to touch on that. Actually, I was really fortunate that um, my boss, my current boss, decided to send our senior leaders to the J&J High Performance Institute in Singapore. This was in uh, January before all the current drama unfolded. Um, that. I think it was a defining program for me as it uh, made me rethink of what kind of person do I really want to be physically, mentally, you know, emotionally and even spiritually. And that was what the program was about. Uh, but they, they did focus more on, you know, how do we become fitter, etc. And fortunately, I think I'm pleased to say that that has stuck on me. Uh, I now walk a minimum of 10,000 steps a day. Uh, whenever I take a call, 
I try my best to pace so that I again I can walk. <laughs> so that easily you know burns up 10 to 20,000 steps a day. Uh, I used to swim one to two kilometers before the lockdown, but unfortunately, you know that that uh, we mm. can't do that right now. Uh, and recently, I bought a badminton trainer kit where you can uh, play solo badminton because okay. the shuttlecock is has a rubber thread that is fixed to a pole-like thing. Uh, the only downside is that you can never win, no matter how, no matter how, <laughs> you know, no matter how you hit the shuttlecock, it will come back to you. But you know, it's great fun, and you know, you sweat a lot. Um, other than that, I've been uh, watching uh, old episodes of uh, Star Trek: Next Generation. Uh, oh, fantastic! John Luc Picard is is an inspiring leader, and I I love the way he makes uh, decisions. And then you know, apart from that, of course, you know, lots of cooking at home. My two girls, uh, my wife's an excellent cook, and uh, my yeah. two girls have uh, taken after her and uh, all kinds of new dishes. But fortunately, you know, you know, healthier food, but with the combo of exercise and all, I think uh, the the weight gain has been uh, has been <laughs> mitigated. <laughs> so you haven't suffered from the from the MCO weight gain that lots of people are talking about. <laughs> I think I've sort of I lost quite a bit of weight and then you know gained some, but I'm I'm okay overall. Oh no, look fantastic, and that, and and this is these are the stories I think that and I'm so glad we've shared it here because your team will obviously hear this. You know, these are the stories we need to share as as leaders that that we have to carve out these bits of balance for ourselves in our lives as well because if we don't yeah. do it, you know, no one will. And I wanted to just you know change direction slightly and ask you about about communication as well because you know you you've talked about. Um, balance, and you've talked about the importance of being able to deliver difficult messages, particularly at these at these times. I mean, if you were if you were wanting to give a give a couple of tips for for, for people out there about as leaders, how do you you know what's your secret to your communication as a leader, Bala? Okay, so I actually uh, feel that I'm an introvert, and uh, mm. that was actually quite a challenge for me in the early years. Uh, I felt I expressed better in writing. Mm. Uh, but over time, you know, um, I feel you communicate best when you're yourself and you mm. say things from your heart rather than something that has been scripted by someone else. Mm. Um, and listening is, is really important. Uh, sometimes as a leader, it's also deciphering what, uh, not just what is said, but what isn't said so that you mm. can dig deeper into the situation. So my advice is, you know, just be, as, just be honest as that means that you will be consistent and you don't have to do things to cover things up. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. And and now we can't avoid talking about this, and we touched on it at the beginning. But we're on the sort of verge of a of a transition, not just in Malaysia but but globally. Um, yeah, every day we're bombarded with 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 material about the new normal, the next normal, the future of work, how things will change. Um, of course, you know our view changes on this every day. But I'm really fascinated to ask you because you know you're right there and you're seeing this and you're working in a fascinating industry right at the forefront of it. How do you just how do you see the next few months, Bala, from your perspective? I think overall uh, for us, I think the versatility and the adaptability of our teams uh, throughout the MCO has been tremendous. Uh, everything they do in the office has been accomplished through remote connectivity. Uh, we've been pitching aggressively from home. We've been doing our planning uh, work. We've even been doing a production of, uh, of uh, creative assets from home. Uh, and this actually opens new work habit possibilities for us in the future, even when the pandemic is over. Uh, significant changes in consumer behavior will affect uh, and also affect our business and how we work. 
Uh, I think data will become increasingly important as we look for pockets of changes and adapt responses in real time. Um, I myself, I guess, will become a, more of a remote CEO uh, <laughs> and will have to find ways of, you know, engaging and connecting with my teams virtually, uh, you know, in any way or form. Uh, mm -hmm. And these are fine in the short term. Uh, in the longer term, I think we need to build more social connectivity, especially uh, through our talent initiatives, which we are planning towards. So I think I think there are, there's a lot of... Uh, we cannot lull into thinking that, you know, Everything is good now because it is because, you know, a three year work from home, a three months work from home may not be the same as a three years work from home. So I mm -hmm. think we will we will need to strike a balance uh, in, in some way or another. I think it's it's not healthy that we do not catch up with uh, with our teams uh, regularly as well as in like. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I agree. I think that. What, what, what will emerge, of course, and it's already emerging a little bit in some parts of the world, is a kind of hybrid model where, you know, we've, we've seen the benefits of, of working from home. We've, we've missed certain things about that social connection or development together as a team. And, you know, a balance will emerge, which will, which yeah. will suit most people, but not every, every person. But I think it will, you know, be kinder to ourselves and our families and hopefully the environment as well. But yeah, what a, what a, what a fascinating time to be to be a leader and to be part of this. And, and you know, you mentioned being a more of a remote CEO, and I, I definitely identify with that. I mean, I've got, a you know, staff here in, in, in New Zealand, also Malaysia, and, you know, a team member up in the UK at the moment as well. Um, mm -hmm. one, one of the observations I've found, I, I suppose, is, is, you know, being a leader, being a CEO, people talk about it being quite lonely and tough at the top. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a cliche, but, I mean, who – I think we all need – mentors and guides and you've already mentioned the importance of that but is there a particular you know person a coach or a guide that's really influenced your journey so far i think uh, for me um family is and will continue to be my primary guide uh, mm. you know this will be my parents my wife my children mm. uh, and they all they all contribute in different ways uh, again you know i was fortunate to have good bosses and uh, some of them continue to mentor me when i need their advice the good thing is they are well the, the thing is, they are no longer in the industry, so they offer a very different uh, perspective, which can sometimes be very interesting. Um, I'm also fortunate to, to have uh, peers from school who are captains of uh, industries, and uh, you know I, I get to bounce ideas off them and get advice. And uh, very importantly, I think you know a solid leadership team uh, in, in the company itself, who I treat as peers, and we all get to learn from each other. I think it's important to keep your mind open. Um, <laughs> I learned one of the best lessons in negotiations from my kids when they were young. Uh, basically, you know, from, uh, from where they come from, it's like, if you don't ask for what you want, you have no chance of getting it. So don't be shy to ask what you want from your clients or bosses, etc. as no is only one possible outcome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? And uh, people, uh, people actually, you know, sometimes people will be like, you know, will... will are shy to ask because they think it's going to be a no, but sometimes it's not a no. You know, you you, you must you should ask, yeah. uh, and that that helps develop a conversation. Yeah, no, and absolutely, and I guess if we hadn't reached out to you and asked you uh, to be on this podcast, then that would have never happened either. So it's exactly. just a, a simple question, and and the, what's the worst going to happen? Um, yeah. Valor, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you, and 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 I look forward to, to meeting in person when when things are a little bit easier and coming back to your office. Just to conclude, though, um, just just for fun, really, is, is is there one bit of advice that you would 
give uh, you know for leadership or life to to people listening out there you know what what sort of guided you as a mantra so far in life um so i would say that you know be honest and be yourself uh, don't forget your roots um i'm a firm believer that success can only come from strong and honest collaboration uh, mm-hmm. a ceo cannot lead alone it takes a trusted empowered uh, team to help steer the ship together just like the USS Enterprise, you know, work as a team. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> Bala, what a, what a fantastic way to end. Look, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your honesty. And thank you, thank you for, the, for the example that you've set, I think, in terms of, of balance and, and, and the obvious pride that you have, you know, for the, for the extra time that you've got to spend with your family and the lessons that you keep learning from them as well. Absolute pleasure. And I look forward to continuing this conversation uh, in person in KL when we're able to do so. Thank you, Bala. Thank you so much, James. Well, there we go. Another edition of the Inspire Group podcast. Hope that you enjoyed that. Plenty there to be reflecting on. And if you enjoyed that, don't miss a single episode. Do subscribe through all of the usual channels, but also follow Inspire Group uh, through LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, plenty of content added there daily, uh, particularly Uh, in these most interesting times that we're facing at the moment. Uh, So Inspire Group in Australia, in New Zealand, and throughout Asia as well. So uh, content being added from all of those different channels, cities and teams daily. So do check us out at inspiregroup.co.nz, inspiregroupasia.com, and inspiregroup.com.au. Thank you very much for listening.